my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's always our pleasure to invite you to be part of this program also. And uh, you can be part of the program if you send us a text message with your question or comment in regard to the topic which we are going to discuss today. And you can do that um, by SMS us on 04888880. One, Please jot down that number because uh, later on we'll give you a free book, our free offer for today. And it's a wonderful book, actually. You may need to uh, have that one. And again, the number is 04-88-880-811. Oh, we'll look at this uh, theme for the whole week, the Bible, Jesus, and the end times already talk about um, and, and deal with some questions in regard of uh, will our world ever end? Many people probably ask that question saying, oh, well, 2000 years ago, Jesus spoke about the end of the world and the disciples and uh, we are still here. But uh, we dealt with that and we learn that um, Jesus will come. And unfortunately for some people will come like a thief in the night when they least expected. And I hope that none of us will be part of that category. Another question we dealt with uh, was, did Jesus ever talk about the end times? And uh, yeah, Will and Eric, they uh, really dealt with that question. And also, is talk of the end time, the end times, just sensational or fear-mongering? Yes, it may look like that for some people. But uh, the Bible, it's pretty serious about uh, uh, this topic, uh, the end time. And Jesus talks quite a length of this in Matthew 24 also. But just the other day, uh, um, Pastor um, Hugh and Helen also approached this question. Apocalyptic books, should they scare me? And obviously, in the Bible, uh, you know, we have like uh, Revelation and Daniel in the Old Testament. They talk about uh, some end times events. And I hope that uh, these books are on your uh, agenda to read and to understand because God will lead you uh, through the Holy Spirit. But I would like to introduce uh, our co-host today. And uh, I will say welcome to Tracy Papandreou. Hi, Nick. And hi to all the listeners once again. Oh, Tracy is a member of the Brighton uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church here in uh, South Australia and is uh, passionate uh, about spreading the good news, the gospel um, of Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, Tracy, it's, uh, it's so good that um, you put time aside to share with our listeners, to talk to us uh, um, via Faith FM, and uh, we always appreciate your efforts. Just before uh, we continue... I will um, mention that 
offer which we have for today uh, right at the beginning because uh, sometime you know you miss out maybe some people um, had to stop somewhere if they're driving or uh, you know for various reasons you i don't want you to miss out on this offer uh, if we just mention it um, later on uh, but uh, the book which we have for you is called uh, end time hope a journey to eternity by uh, mark Finley, he's a worldwide renowned speaker and uh, evangelist. Uh, and you can get this book if you send us a text message with the code SA32. SA stands for South Australia and uh, number um, 32, 32. Uh, and uh, no space in between. And please uh, send that text message and you will um, organize that book to be yours. We'll give some more information uh, uh, to you uh, later on on this one. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. It's also good to have David Lima from Family Voice Australia with us today. David, thank you for joining. Thank you, Nick. Hey, very interesting topic. Uh, for the whole week, we looked under this um, theme, uh, the Bible, Jesus, and uh, the end times. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we talked about uh, will our world end, ever end, you know. Yes. Uh, did Jesus ever talk about the end times? Or um, is talk of the end times just sensational, mm-hmm. fear-mongering? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the other day you just, um, yeah, we just talked about um, apocalyptic books. Should they scare me? But today we want to look a little bit more into this uh, question. How do I live in the um, waiting time? Yes. yes. If I could ask you a question, um, David, uh, what should God's people do as we are looking forward to the return of Christ. Yes. Well, the first thing is to recognize the reality of the return of Christ, even though some people doubt it. And the second thing is that we will lift up our eyes because our redemption is drawing near. So you've mentioned being frightened by some of that apocalyptic literature, the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, Mark chapter 13 in particular. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should not be frightened by these things because our hope is in Christ. And it doesn't matter how bad things get. We do know that he will be with us and we will be with him. So that's the, the second thing. The third thing is that we really need to be very active as God's ambassadors here on earth. And we can perhaps tease that out as we continue the discussion. Mm. As you mentioned, uh, some of the books of the Bible, Daniel, Revelation and Matthew, what are the biblical uh, references uh, help us to occupy until he returns? Yes. Well, that's an excellent phrase. It's from Luke's gospel. Uh, literally in the Greek, it means to trade until he comes. Mm. So the, that has connotations of going about our, our daily work. The Thessalonians, of course, had great difficulty with this, expecting the Lord's return to be so imminent that they couldn't be bothered to do anything because why why worry yourself? Mm. You know, why repair the, the gutters, as it were, or, or why get an education? Uh, very dangerous that people would take that attitude because we need to be prepared for his return immediately, but also in, I don't know, 100,000 years' time. Uh, don't ask me because I don't know. And sort of we need to be prepared for those those radical extremes. So the Thessalonian Christians, this is the first heresy of the Christian church, the 
Thessalonian heresy, Paul writes to them and says, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. So there's mm-hmm. this notion of working and trading. It's translated sometimes occupying until he comes. We're to go about our work. We're to provide for our needs and we are to earn our bread and all of that. But above all, we're to share the gospel. We're to encourage others to respond in faith to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Right. And uh, how are the churches, uh, David, understanding the Lord's command to occupy until he returns? Mm, Very poorly, I'm sorry to say, because all the trouble that's going on in the world is happening under our watch. Mm. And uh, at Family Voice, just this afternoon, we have issued our guide to voting for the South Australian election. So any of the South Australian listeners might wish to go to our website to look at that detail. And we have identified how members of parliament have, vo- have voted on key issues. And, and it's a sorry story, I've got to say, Nick. And it's happening because Christians aren't praying sufficiently for government, even though we're told to pray. And we're not being salt and light. We're not penetrating the culture. The the parliament is a reflection of the people. And in a sense, it's a reflection of the churches and our interest in prayer and action. So uh, we're not doing too well. But let me phrase that more positively. Uh, There's a lot we can be doing and should be doing. And my prayer is that God's people will really rise up as salt and light. All right. Just a very quick uh, question also, David, um, if I could ask you, considering all the turmoil, uh, you know, going on, particularly mm-hmm. right under our uh, eyes uh, here, mm-hmm. is that affecting, you know, how people are uh, understanding the coming of Jesus Christ? And also while we are waiting for mm-hmm. his uh, mm-hmm. second yes. coming, is that something which can affect our faith or we should uh, focus and concentrate spiritually a little bit from a different angle Mm. not to be uh, thrown uh, from side to side by all these things happening because Jesus said that these things will will take place. This is true, yes. Uh, But while these things will take place, we must not be complacent. And you'll recall that when the disciples saw Jesus ascending into heaven, there they were gazing up at the clouds and were rebuked for doing that. So we're not to sit around gazing and waiting, but to be active, to be watching and praying and working. And you'll recall that Jacob's sons, when the famine was on, he said, why do you sit around looking at each other? It's a lovely phrase there in mm. the book of Genesis. And he wanted them to get on with it rather than just you know, starve to death, as it were, uh, for them to go and do something to to fix things up. So uh, we are to be active when the Lord returns. He doesn't want us returning uh, as a people who are just gazing and speculating and waiting around doing nothing. He wants to see us praying and watching and working. Oh, that's wonderful because, yeah, it, um, we could easily fall into the um, temptation, you know, of being too much uh, uh, bombarded, let's say, with everything what's happened mm. around and not understanding the signs of the return of Jesus Christ. Exactly. Thank you, David, for uh, being with us today. May God bless you and uh, keep doing the, the good work uh, with the Family Voice Australia. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Yes, uh, with uh, David, it was lovely to have him uh, with us for a small um, section, Tracy. And um, it's true that, uh, you know, we could be distracted, you know, uh, um, diverted from uh, the real thing with everything going on um, today, you know, mm. in, in the world. Uh, Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Tracy, we talked um, early this week in the in the program about uh, what the Bible and Jesus had to say about being uh, able to identify um, the end times. Uh, I believe uh, that what we discussed, you know, proves that God has definitely planned an end to this world as we know it. Mm. And that he is calling people to make a choice about whether they wish to spend eternity with him or not. Mm, mm, that is a choice. Yes. And, but, uh, you know, we also know that uh, as much as we can know uh, what the indicators of the end of this world may be, like examples, uh, we mentioned this, uh, like wars and uh, earthquakes in, in various places and pestilences and, uh, you know, all those uh, natural disasters which happen every day, you know, uh, it seems like we, we got a little bit numbed with uh, so much bad news um, coming up. And some people, I just say, you know, some people, are, you know, are not really aware that the Bible actually, you know, specifically lists those kinds of things mm. as indicators of, of signs of the the end of the age. That's right. And we also know that no one knows exactly when Christ will return. And um, the world, um, as we know it, will will end, you know. Uh, With this in mind, how should a Christian live in the waiting time? Even though for many, many years, I believe myself, I I still uh, believe and I preach that Jesus will come soon. Yes, yes, it's an interesting um, tension between, and I, I like the way um, um, David kind of said, you know, we live as if God is coming tomorrow, but then he could be coming in, in you know, much longer mm. timing. And, 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 yeah, the Bible is, is clear that no one actually knows about the, the time. It says in Matthew twenty four thirty six, but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, mm. but my Father only, you know. So, so there is that tension between living as if, He's coming tomorrow, but really not not knowing. When I actually, when I was thinking about this, I thought, how might things be different if we knew the day and the hour? You know, and I thought about, you know, there's a reason why the Lord doesn't make it crystal clear of when the end will come, because humanity being the way it is, I wonder whether so many of us would put off getting serious about God if we knew, well, he's not. He's not coming until mm. next year or the year after, or he's coming in five years' time. You know, I've still got time. And um, with with the unknowing, with with the um, uncertainty about it, it prompts us to have you know that the work on that that idea of living as if he was coming tomorrow, even though we might not know when when he will definitely. Becoming in his goodness and mm. love through his word, though he enables us to have an understanding of the times. I think of the parable of the fig tree in Matthew twenty four thirty two to thirty five, and and through that, um, Jesus admonishes us to actually take note of the signs that have been given. And we talked about the fact that 
you know, earlier in Matthew 24, he talks about wars and rumors of wars and famines and pestilences and earthquakes mm-hmm. in various places. And there, there are many people, and I'm sure it was talked about earlier in the week, that will say, oh, we've had those things happen before, since, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I really believe it's, it's the, it's the coming together and it's the frequency of all of those things happening, um, you know, so often that we should be taking note of. In the parable of the fig tree, Jesus says to his disciples, Well, you know, you can tell from the fig tree, you know, when, when it's time for, for the, for the tree to be bringing fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't you so doing? You know, you need to take note of these signs that I've told you about so that you will be prepared. So you will have an, have an idea of where we are in in um, the time schedule, if you like. Yeah, and Jesus um, also kind of rebuked, you know, the people of his uh, time saying to them, hey, you know how to read the signs of the um, day. For example, he gave an, uh, an example, when you see the sunset going down yes. and red, you know, you, you may say, oh, tomorrow is going to be a, such a day, this or this day. And say, hey, you, you learn, you learn how to read those things, you know, uh, but you you don't know how to read the signs of the coming of the Son of Man. And he referred to that. And uh, Eric was, uh, I was listening to the radio while Eric was alluded to this parable of the, you know, the fig uh, tree parable. And, you know, that's a very, it was very simple, very simple. But again, Jesus attract attention, say, you know, when you see the buds coming up, you know that spring is coming. Yes. It may be, it may delay a little bit, a week or two, or, you know, because of various things, you know, in the weather. And, but you know that the time is coming. Mm. We had the saying, um, back home in, uh, in my country because we are, um, Sheep grazers, you know, uh, and spend a lot of time in the mountains uh, with very unpredictable weather. Mm. And um, there is a saying that the shepherds, uh, they are most happy when it's raining. Now, uh, I have to explain just yeah, very quickly <laughs> this one because because people don't like to be wet and uh, miserable and all those things because myself that's what I gave up on uh, uh, being a farmer because I, I thought I'm not going to take this I was wet for two weeks <laughs> didn't dry day and night you know uh, for two weeks and I thought this is not life but yeah we have that saying that the shepherds are most happy when it's raining because they know that after rain sunshine comes that's a lovely positive spin on it isn't it I I think so you know but you know we learn how to to interpret and to understand let let me just I would just when you were saying that made me think of some Australian ones as well so I've heard when kookaburras um, come then you can expect rain when they Mm -hmm. come and start making noise and also when you see ants maybe in your house that that's a sign of rain as well you know how true they are i don't know very true actually but we've got those things don't we and actually myself uh, i um i watch those things you know and Mm. i kind of know uh, when i see the ants particularly very very busy um yes it is good to understand what the Bible says about the signs of the times and um, the end of the age, but how should one react to that? With fear and trembling, wondering if will be good enough to get to heaven, 
or just thinking about how God is love and uh, I am a good person and I believe in him, then that should be enough. Mm, so there's a, a lot of nuances and tensions mm. between this, isn't there? I think one of the important things is that we need to be appropriately prepared. And as I was um, thinking about this in preparation for the program today, I thought of how helpful it is at times to, in, if you find yourself in a crisis situation, maybe being prepared with first aid training, for mm. example. I used to, with my work, I used to be trained as a first aider and I actually had a situation where somebody had a stroke um, in my office uh, place and, and had to be able to respond to that and I um, haven't done that for a long time and um, if I found myself in a situation with somebody who you know they were suddenly unconscious or somebody who had a heart attack or something like that I wouldn't be as well prepared today as I might have been when I was fully trained so being prepared is 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 very much part of the theme of what the Bible talk about you know but I don't believe that we should feel um, fear. I think when when the Bible talks about fear, it's often it's often used in a way of reverence, if you like, a mm, fear for mm. God, a reverence. And I think yes, we have to have a reverence uh, um, towards God in this. God is love, but He's still God, you know, and He still needs to judge. Um, the inhabitants of this earth as well. So there's all that tension between the, the, the mercy and the justice that, that we need to keep in mind. You know, we need to be, bear in mind that Jesus fully paid our ransom on the cross. So nothing we can do can actually make us, you know, give us brownie points into mm, heaven. Mm. But if you read the Bible and you read it with an open mind, you can see that while we are not saved by our works, we are required to fully choose God. Mm. You know, um, uh, there are times um, to come, I believe, and Bible talks about some of this, when our faith will be fully tested and we will be able to understand how sold out for God each person is under that pressure. Mm. So, you know, I think there's that tension of, you know, the the reverence for Lord, for the Lord and God is love, but he does expect um us to uh conduct ourselves a certain way mm. as representatives for for him while we're doing that waiting. It's interesting that you mentioned that uh, aspect of fearing God, you know, and then um how we live our life sometime particularly <laughs> in this context we live today with so much going on so much going on and people are fearful people are um, confused a lot of anxiety i mm. see that around um, every day where i'm going uh, tracy and well nick it, why wouldn't a person be anxious if they didn't have god in their life and that's the point. And you know? they saw what was going on, you know, things that, you know, things that seem out of control, talk about, you know, the planet can't sustain things, you know, and, and we have to get all of our emissions down mm. by 2050. Why would a person not have anxiety? I'm sure that I would be in that situation if I didn't know God. And this is the, the, the main uh, point here because, uh, 
always got children, they were exposed to all sorts of difficulties. Mm. And um, not to mention, you know, uh, during the time of Reformation, for example, they pay yes. with their own lives yes. for standing uh, up for their beliefs. Now, there were also all sorts of, um, um, you know, uh, hardship. Mm. In, in, in history. It's yes. not just only now, but now it's actually a sign of the times that they increase and they are so one after the other. That's the sign which Jesus told us. And we are encouraged actually to believe in God that he will protect us. And it comes in my mind the passage uh, um, somewhere in, in um, um, the letter of James, which says that who fears that they will lose their life. Fears of anything going on, like the wars, for example, people in Ukraine or uh, whatever goes on, whoever fears they will lose their life, they will lose it. Mm. You know, because in the end, we are all going to lose our life on this earth here. But who trust in God will, um, will receive eternal life. Yeah, and I think we have to have a balance of all of that too because... All the apostles, bar one, mm. were executed. John the Baptist lost his head. You know, so just because we're Christians doesn't mean we're going to get an, uh, uh, a cruisy road, but God's got our back in, 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 in the end. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, are there any specific guidelines, um, Tracy, on how we are to await? You have talked about um, us having a balance between fear and trembling and viewing God's judgment of uh, us too lightly sometime, you know. But are there more details? Yeah, there are actually. Um, the, the parables um, in, in Matthew actually give us some, some more indications. I, I'd like to go through the parable of the faithful and the evil ser- servant in Matthew twenty four forty five to 51. And it says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that o- evil servant says in his heart, My master is delayed. His coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So again, as I was referred to earlier, you know, there's there's a certain conduct that is expected of a faithful servant. Of, of God. And we see here that the parable that was giving is that there is an expectation that we will be about our master's work. David mentioned, you know, we've, we've got lives to live and, and jobs to do and, and we need to keep a roof over our heads and all of that kind of thing. Mm. But what are we doing with our leisure time? I, I often question myself about my leisure time and I kind of think if somebody looked at my diary, would it give an indication that, you know, God is important to me? Okay. You know, that that's I think a question that everybody needs to ask. Now if we're we're um looking to to be doing work for God, you know, what what does that involve? Well that I think involves 
you know, working on our relationship with him because I think you've got to have that pretty much right before you can even get out and start talking to people about how how great God is and how he's changed your, your life. We don't have to have it all together, but we certainly, um, you know, need to, to um, have have that relationship defined well. Um, so I think that's important. There's, As I said, there's an expectation of our conduct that we should live as if we expect Christ to return any moment and we shouldn't live as... Hypocrites, And it shows in that parable that there is a judgment about how we have lived our lives, regardless of what we preach. So it's, it's, it's really not about, you know, um, getting up and, and saying all these wonderful things about God. There's a saying, actions speak louder than words. And I think that's really important for Christians because, especially non-Christians, when we make it clear that we are Christians, they're going to be watching and they're going to be, you know, looking for that opportunity to point the finger and say hypocrite. So we really need to be transformed by God um, that we can be living that life that lines up with what we preach. Mm. Um, also, too, Paul talks about in Colossians three twelve to 17, the character of the new man. And I'd like to go through that. He says, therefore, as the elect of God. So mm. we have to understand that we are a royal priesthood. Yes. You know, we, we, we are special people, but there are responsibilities that come with the bond. Um, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on Put on tender mercies. That's an action word. Put it on. Um, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Sometimes I think... We can hear that and kind of you yeah, know, just passing gloss over by it. Yeah, yeah, through your the, these ears, are instructions. Yeah. Mm. These are instructions mm. to us, and we need to look at that and, and and really meditate on that. And and you know, do have a little self analysis and how how good am I at doing this stuff? Absolutely, absolutely, Tracy. A very very um, uh, important passage of the Bible. I think uh, we are going to take a short break here but just before playing a song i'd like to draw your attention again through to the free offer which we have uh, for today and that's uh, end time hope by uh, mark finley now we dealt with a few questions um, during the whole week you know but you may have some more questions in your mind like uh, how will jesus come it is a secret or a silent coming or a majestic glorious event what events will precede Jesus' return and uh, has our Lord himself given us end time signs? We discussed that one uh, quite a bit. What is the meaning of Armageddon or tribulation? You see, that's a very big question. What about the rise of the Antichrist? How can we prepare for the coming of our Lord? Every chapter of the end time hope echoes with certainty And best of all, 
the answers come directly from Jesus, from his own words in the Bible. You can face the future with great confidence. In these pages, you look beyond what is to and what will be, and your heart will soar. Joy will be yours as you discover hope for today, tomorrow, and forever. Don't hesitate to get this book in your hands. This is our free offer for today, and you need to send us a text message on 048-880-811 with the code SA32. SA stands for South Australia and number 32. But enjoy now this beautiful song by uh, uh, Cheryl Fletcher. We wait with earnest expectation We trust firmly in your word The signs are pointing to your coming Fulfilled just as you have
behold, this is my God. I have waited for Him, waited for Him. Behold, this is our God. We have waited for Him, waited for Him. Behold, this is our Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Krita and Tracy Papandreou today. What a wonderful song, uh, uh, Tracy. Beautiful words. Yeah, it brought be, tears to my eyes, yeah, actually. Be, behold, this is our God. You know, yeah, this is our God. Picture, you know, mm. with, with him coming back and, and just, you know, the, the scene. You know, it's, it's lovely. It's yeah. wonderful. And, uh, we kind of stressing out today that uh, we need to be positive in the awaiting time. Mm. Uh, we need to develop that relationship with God that will be secured, that will be assured. And we are assured through the word of God, mm. but we need to know that. Uh, otherwise, we can be easily uh, you know, be affected mm. uh, in our life. And uh, this is the great hope for us all uh, today uh, to know the plans of Jesus for us. And we are we talking today that that's the question um, for for today. How do I live um, in the waiting time? And uh, there are many, many things we can say probably today. But yeah, I, I think because the coming of Christ seems like um, such an alien concept to the world we live in, Tracy. It might be easy to lose sight of um, uh, all of this. And so much is preached about God's love that is sometimes easy to forget that there is a judgment of us to take place. God is loving and faithful but we are expected to be growing in grace under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Mm, mm. It's, it's not just, I believe in God, that's great, I'm saved, mm. hey, great, and I go on and live my life, and, and that's that's it. I, I think um, um, Paul really um, sums it up very well in um, Hebrews. In uh, Hebrews 5, um, he he talks about, there's a, there's a portion where he talks about spiritual immaturity okay. and spiritual maturity. And so there, through that, it's clear that we are meant to be pro- progressing in our relationship with God, in our understanding of things. Um, let me just take some time to, to read that. He says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. He's, he's actually you know, chewing them out a little mm. bit uh, because of this, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. You know, so they're so they're still babies 
when they should be actually further on. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So he's saying, you know, we're meant to be growing. It's not meant to be, you know, that that we kind of just stay the same. We tag a label of Christianity onto us. We wear a cross. You know, we've got the Jesus bumper sticker and, and you know, we go to ch- church and sing some great songs. We, mm. we actually should be seeing fruit in our, in our lives. And we also see that um, played out when we look um, further, again, at a waiting situation, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. And uh, I'll just read that because I think that says quite a lot to us. In um, Matthew 25, 1 to 13, I'm just going to read through. And this is a parable that Jesus was giving. He says, And the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Mm. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. And and here is the, the, the um, admonition from Jesus. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So what does this tell us? Well, all fell asleep. Some yeah. were wise and some were foolish, but they all fell asleep. So... You know, that suggests that we're all in a bit of a slumber state right now. But it also says that it's going to be too late to get the oil when the trumpets sound and Jesus is returning. What's the oil? So we know that the oil um, is it represents the Holy Spirit yes. um, throughout the Bible. So if we look at it that way and we interpret it that way, it's about us having enough of the Holy Spirit to be ready when that trumpet is, is sounds and, and the Lord is returning. It's interesting that it also shows us that the oil must be obtained by each person individually. Mm. You can't use your pastor's oil. You can't use your parents' oil. You can't use your boyfriend's oil or your, your husband or your wife's oil. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to have that Holy Spirit themselves and you know it it's clear there because the door gets shut even though these people they they had oil but yeah. they didn't have a lot of it yeah and when the time came and they went oh it's time you know i i really need to get filled with the holy spirit it was too late the door got shut and 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 actually jesus said i'm sorry i don't know you that's so Which sobering. Is pretty sobering that's, yeah very yeah. sobering 
But someone might say, uh, Tracy, I'm not sure if I have the Holy Spirit within me. How can I receive it? Yeah, it's a, it's a real mystery that mm. the Holy Spirit and and indeed in John three eight, um, we we kind of hear how much it is a mystery. Uh, it says there, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So. It so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So that actually might make people feel a bit uncertain and negative, like, well, if I don't know where it comes from, then how, you know, how do I, you know, I want this? How do I get it? But Ephesians 1, 13 to 14 also says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, mm. who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So we know that that's part of it. Romans ten seventeen also says, then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we know that our responsibility is to be spending time in the word where our faith can be developed and praying to God, asking for the Holy Spirit. Philippians 1 says that we can... That we can be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We also hear in um, Revelation 3.20, it says, this is the Lord um, speaking, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. We notice that he's a gentleman. He's knocking. He's not going to come bombarding mm-hmm. through. But if you ask him, please come in, please come in and dine with me, then he's going to give you everything that you desire in terms of your spiritual life with him. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, uh, that passage in Revelation 3.20, it's an amazing one. Uh, and uh, I always like to mention that. Mm. Um, so we know from uh, these parables uh, that we must be faithful in doing um, the Lord's work. We must ensure that uh, we are staying close to the Lord so that we have a good in feeling of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. What's your uh, uh, take on this? Yeah, I, I agree, um, and and I think we need to emphasize that that we must be using our gifts that the Lord has given us to to bear fruit. The parable of the talents is also another one. That's again in Matthew twenty five, and this basically just talks about you know the the master who gives um, his servants all different numbers of talents. One gets one, one gets two, one gets five, um, and they all do different things mm-hmm. with with it. But the but the one who got one. He's, he's so scared. He just goes and buries it. And, and when the master comes back, he says to him, you know, you've done nothing with what I gave you, mm. you know, and, and he's punished for it. So, so these parables are all given as an instruction to us. So from that, we know we, we need to be aware of the responsibility of using the gifts that the Lord has given us to bear fruit. As Christians, we have a responsibility to be bearing fruit. And we also need to take into account um, where it talks in Matthew um, 31, I think it's Matthew 25, 31 to 46, about the separation of the sheep and the goats. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where... You know, Christ says when he returns, you know, the sheep will be on, I can't remember, it's the left or or the right, whether it's a sheep on which side and the goats on which side. But basically he's saying, you know, um, 
I'm going to separate people out. I'm going to actually make a make a, a distinction between people when I come, and those who would you know, naturally, automatically, a part of how who they were was about helping people who needed help. And they went, when did when did we help you, Lord? Yeah. You know, and they yeah. he said, whenever you helped somebody else, you were helping me as far as I can see. And then he saw the other people, and he said, well, you did nothing, you know. So, mm. so there is action that's required. But, but I would like to stress. I think it's important that all of this action comes from the heart and comes from our relationship with God and the Holy Spirit transforming us because if we try and work it out from the outside in, you know, and we try and do all the good things that a Christian should do, Mm. but we don't have that transformation in our heart, we're just going to end up miserable Christians along the way. Absolutely, absolutely. And just uh, saying, um, you know, that with the sheep and the goats, you know, depend if you are uh, right-handed or left-handed, but the preferences as a shepherd, you know, I will will say, uh, you know, uh, I prefer sheep rather than goats because goats are very Stubborn, aren't they? Stubborn, <laughs> naughty yes. sometimes. Yeah. And then the, the Bible says, yeah, the sheep will be on the right uh, and the goats on the left. But um, uh, yes, Tracy, just before we are um, bringing it together, just to conclude uh, with a couple of thoughts, because we haven't got much time left now, mm. um, I just want to acknowledge um, our listeners, you know, who send us text messages and particularly um, requesting that uh, beautiful book, uh, End Time Hope. And we have people from um, um, Queensland, like uh, Ismay, I think is the name. Uh, and also we have from um, New South Wales, I'm not sure the name, uh, Selina. Selina, Donald. S- yes, Selina. Yes. Thank you for uh, requesting and listening to our programs. Um, I'm wondering, uh, where are the people from South Australia? Hey, uh, you can still have time to... They're driving. <laughs> they're driving. <laughs> you can still... They can't text because they're driving. ...request that book, and it's a free offer, which we have for today, End Time Hope by Mark Finley. It's a wonderful book. Uh, if you like to have that one, please send us a text message on uh, 0488880811 with the code SA32, and we'll be very happy to... Um, to organize that for you. But uh, Tracy, just in a couple of minutes, maybe uh, if you could um, just recap and um, uh, see if we can bring it together. Sure, I'll just go through, summarize what 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 we said today. And um, I think it's important that um, we all know what the Bible has to say about the signs of the end and the coming of Jesus. You know, Jesus said that we need to take it seriously and take note of these things. So we need to know what, what those things are. We shouldn't be afraid because mm. we should just keep our relationship with God as a priority. He's got our back. He knows what he's doing and he knows what's going on. Um, we should expect that as a Christian, God has work for us to do while we are waiting. And if we're not sure about what that work should be, we need to come to him in prayer and ask that the Holy Spirit would reveal that to us. We need to be prepared before he comes and our relationship needs to be deep enough that even though we may be required to go through very significant trials um, 
for our desire to follow what his word tells us rather than what man decides is is what we should do. We we need to have that relationship so firm that we can know that we will expect those accept those hardships rather than surrender our beliefs. And we need to ensure that our life incorporates as a matter of course acts which involve relieving the mm. suffering of others and and whether that's us actually doing it or ensuring that we are giving financial help to organizations that are doing it that needs to be an absolute part of our of our life that's beautiful and uh, tracy we acknowledge now that people are living in this world with all sorts of things going on in their mm-hmm. lives you know uh, the situation with the war uh, rumor of uh, wars in ukraine, uh, ukraine yeah. and all the tensions there uh, you know people are you know it's very important what we said today uh, mm. to stay strong and to yes. await for the promises of jesus but the reality is there now just a couple of days ago um, that uh, mud, sli- mud sliding, sliding in brazil, in brazil. Yeah. Uh, i would love If you could, uh, Tracy, just to pray uh, for these people who are suffering right now because of the loss of loved ones. Sure. And um, just just to pray to God that God will visit each mm. one mm. and um, assure again that, that he is uh, he's the one in control. Sure. And, you know, ask our listeners to pray with us too. Dear Heavenly Father, we just... <clears throat> Thank you for your promises, Lord. We thank you that you want us to know where we are in, in, in the end of times. But we know that there's um, difficulties that people are going through now. And we, Nick just mentioned a few of them, but there are so many, um, so many that we don't know about, Lord. And we just pray, Father, that these difficulties, um, amongst them, people will find you, Lord, if they don't know you, and people would find a, a, a deeper strength Um, for those who already know you but are living difficult times, I pray that you would send your holy angels to lift up people in difficult times and to help them to feel your presence in a special mm. way and to give them courage, Lord. As I ask for courage for all of us, Father, that we would wait as you would want us to wait, Father, and that we would um, be found faithful servants. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, that's it for today. Thank you for uh, being with us today with Nikrita and Tracy Papandreou. Please join us again uh, when we are going to talk about how do I come to Jesus? How can I give my life to Jesus? Um, very important topic. But until then, may God richly bless you and have a safe walk with Jesus. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow Because He lives, all fear is gone Because I know my Redeemer lives I know my Redeemer 
same God that spins things in orbit Runs to the weary, the one